Hey, it's Vince. I'm going to introduce a concept to you right now that is going to kind of make you start scratching your head a little bit. And, you know, I, you guys know that follow me that I'm a, a marketer at heart and I love marketing. I love writing copy. I love just the challenge of communicating, you know, with the right people. And, you know, while this is really important and I'm going to be uh, doing a webinar soon on my sweepstakes program that's going to outline a, a marketing play that you can do, um, it, it can't be not combined with what I'm about to talk about. And it, it's a concept that is we don't really like to think about but we know it's there so let me set the stage here um mike waldron who's my best friend in the world and the cfo for gabriel fitness and the cfo for many of the top gyms in america in a conversation with mike he told me that there was lots of different gym owners that he talked to during the pandemic like when the shit hit the fan with covid and people's revenue starts dumping and people start going into these panic modes and we got into the conversations about the different people and gym owners that he talked to and i said you know well who were the gym owners that you know handled this the best that were you know the calmest and that made good decisions during during covid he's like well that's easy it's the ones that had the cash cushion. <laughs> and the ones that had the cash cushion before the pandemic ran their business with a certain level of financial efficiency that people that weren't in a good cash position didn't. And it's a really, really important thing to understand is that cash is king right so having a being a good cash position you know might have saved your health might have saved your business and at the end of the day that's you know we're in business to turn a profit so we can um give ourselves a better life so if we're not making money in our business right we don't have a business and we run out of cash you, you, you go out of business so we can't not shine the light on this financial efficiency. Um, the concept here, and here's the thing, like just, just like a really quick lesson, right? So you have three stages to money in your business. So you have revenue, which is the top line, which is, you know, what most people focus on. And, and I mistakenly have focused on this too much in the past as well, big time. Um, so you have revenue, which is your top line. Um, the next thing is profit, right? And that's like what's left over. So you take your expenses away. So if you spent, you know, let's say you made 50 and you spent 30, you got 20 grand in profit. But the third level of this is, um, is cash. And a lot of times we'd be like, oh, I made 20 grand in profit, but where's all the cash? And now I like... 
I feel like I was making 20 grand a month, but I like, I don't see a lot in my bank account and I got a tax bill coming up. (laughs) I've been here. I've been here like in 2010. I remember standing in the parking lot with Mike Waldron and I'm just like, we crushed it this summer and it's October and I got this big tax bill coming and we don't have a lot of cash right now. And I've been there. I remember that conversation like it was day. It was 2009 or 10. I don't remember the year. Um, but like what you pro a lot of times like, yeah, revenue profit. Um, but it's really your, your cash that you have to focus on. And, and there's three things, three factors to cash, right? The, the first factor of cash is what you pay yourself, right? Which obviously can be fluctuated up and down. So your owners draw. And again, it depends if, you know, there's S-Corps and LLCs. But let's just say for this conversation, that's an impact on cash if you're not including your expenses in your payroll, which is also another decision. You know, that's, you know, some financial people might disagree. Um, the second thing is any debt, right? So you don't run any debt if you have any debt on the company um, for whatever equipment or things like that. And that's not on that P&L, the profit and loss statement. And um, so those are kind of the two, the two main ones is, is debt, uh, um, owner's draw. And then obviously the third one is, is taxes, which a lot of people don't even think about, right? They don't even think about putting money away for their tax, but pretty much you can take 30% of whatever your profit was and need to put that away to tax. Um, that at the end is your cash. So Again, the purpose of today is not to give you this cash lesson, really just to to show you that you're going to have a stronger, better business if you improve your financial efficiency and understand that like it's not what you gross, it's not what you net, it's really what you generate in terms of grow for cash. So which brings us to what drives all that. And, you know, I've been, you know, having conversations with some really, really smart people. And the big thing that's going to drive it for your business is these two words. And, you know, I'm going to give a nod to my coach, Paul Goff, for kind of pumping this in my head. Um, But what drives this financial efficiency, what drives this certainty of knowing you're going to be okay because you got a lot of money in the bank and a pandemic hits and you got a boatload of cash and you're going to be okay and you can invest in you know the people that have cash right now are also investing in other businesses i have a guy um in my mastermind anthony bevelacqua that's literally calling me every other day and being like i want to open up another gym i want to open up a third gym i want to do this and that and he's got you know he's he's creating all these opportunities while everything everyone else is kind of like cowering and 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 you know in fear and so the, the things that drive this financial efficiency is, is what's called operational excellence. And operational excellence is essentially the way you run your business where there is minimal holes in your bucket. So I want you to think about your business like a bucket. And I think about like the water coming on top okay and the water going in the bucket and now i want you to picture a bunch of different holes in the bucket 
and I'm going to list off some of the potential holes that you have in your business that are making money leak. And some of them you know, some of them you don't know. And what I really think is going to drive success for gyms in, in this year, especially this year where aggressive growth, you know, might necessarily not be as easy as it's been in the past. It's you need to almost shift your focus to how efficient can you be and how can you leverage all the current resources you already have. So think about this. Think about because you didn't have good operational excellence or you were poorly operational and you did something like not tracking attendance, right? That's an operational thing, right? So operational attendance is where you would track how many people come to their sessions based on how many they pay for And here's the deal. If someone is paying for two sessions a week, and let's just say eight a month, and they end up coming the next month seven, and the next month six, and the next month five, um, at, at a period of time, they're gone, right? They're, they're gone. Like they're, they're, they're leaving. They're going to leave at some point. And an operational deficiency would be not knowing that. And so if you think about, all right, you have a system where someone is supposed to come eight and then they come seven. And then you have a system where you, that you, you have a software that tells you that. And then you have a, a protocol for reaching out to that person because, Hey, you know, I noticed you missed the session last month, everything. Okay. Can you imagine the level of business that you'd be running if you did that? Right. So that's just one. Here's another one. Has anyone ever walked into your gym or your business and they walk up to the front and say, I'm interested, you know, in your training and, um, you give them a, a tour and a price sheet and they're like, all right, thanks. You know, I'll think about it and let you know. And you're like, all right, thanks. Have a good day. Well, if you want to know what will light me on fire, that, that is it right there. So the failure to get the contact information, the failure to put money in your future bank, there's present bank and there's future bank, right? Present bank is who pays you today. Future bank is who's going to pay you down the line failure to get that email address or that phone number is not putting money in your future bank and and is and is weakening your future bank but is that happening are you checking do you know if that's even happening right and same thing on a phone call like does someone call and do you not get their con? Do you not have a system that trains your staff and your people to say, you know, hey, can I get your email address or can I get your address and send you something in the mail? Like if you don't have a system that there's a good chance that that is not happening. 
And this is what I'm talking about. That's a hole in your business bucket. That's money that is literally could have been bottom line cash that was literally set on fire. It's funny. I um, right now it's you know summertime, and you know we got the air conditioning on at the house, and the kids are going in and out of the house. We have this sliding door that goes out into the yard, and there's on my wife likes it cold, and they leave the door open, and literally like you can feel the cold air. And me, I'm very frugal, like I don't like to waste money at all, and so they kept leaving the door open. And I'm like, I was like, guys, here's the deal. Mommy and I, we pay lots of money to keep the house cool. And so you don't sweat while you sleep at night, which I will do. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but, and I had to talk with them. I said, mommy and daddy work hard to keep, you know, the air conditioning going. And when you guys leave the door open, it's like wasting money. And they like didn't get it. So I was like, I was like, do you guys have any money in your bank account? In your piggy bank? And I said, yeah. They were like, yeah, we have a dollar. And I was like, all right, go get me the dollar. So I took the dollar and I brought him out to the fire pit. And I was like, this is what happens. My wife was not, she didn't like that I did this. But um, I was like, this is, this is what happens when um, you guys leave the door open. And I took the dollar bill and I lit it on fire and I put it in the fire pit. And they're looking at me like, Daddy, you're going to go. Really, they're funny. Like, Daddy, you're going to go to jail. You're going to go to jail for lighting the dollar on fire. But I wanted to show them that they were wasting money. And I want to teach my kids this to, you know, to grow up like this, to not waste, be wasteful. But that's wasteful for your business. You're not training your front desk person or you're not training the person that answers your phone to get the contact information. That is literally setting dollars on fire or it's poking another hole in your bucket. You're not understanding lifetime value of a customer and failing to spend money, pending you have cash, failing to spend money to acquire a customer. You know, I have this conversation all the time. All the time, I will I will talk to my gym owners and I'll say, you know, what would you pay to get a customer? And I'm like, ah, you know, 50 bucks. And then I tell them, I was like, well, what's a customer worth to you? And they end up usually telling me around like four to $5,000 for, for what a customer is worth to them. It's like, why would you only spend 50? You know, they get pissed off that the cost per lead goes up. But they don't understand the math. Understanding the, uh, not understanding in the math not understanding the math pokes a hole in your bucket. Not tracking capacity. Do you know what your usage rate is? If you have a, if, if you have a, uh, a capacity of four people per session and on average you have two, your business is running at 50% capacity. You are just well below the bar but here's the biggest problem the biggest problem is no one really knows that and here's the thing i'm not speaking to you from a period of of a higher authority here i have made all these mistakes i have made all these mistakes some of them more recent than i'd like to admit in my own business what is your pricing strategy 
Did you just like come up with your prices randomly and are you severely underpriced? I, I sometimes, you know, when I, you, you know what, when I want to make some silence on the phone is when I want to make some silence on the phone with a gym owner is I actually do the math for them at what is the absolute max amount of money they can make per hour. And then I ask them how many sessions they're doing per week. And then I tell them how many sessions they're going to do per year at that number. And I said, the max money you can make at this model is X. And it ends up being a shit ton less than what they thought. And then I tell them most businesses run at 20 to 30% profit. And then I tell them what their take home is going to be. And then the jaw drops even further. I did this the other day. I did this the other day to the gym owner who literally, I literally told him at the, your current structure and your current model, the most money that you can make right now in your take-home salary is $50,000 a year. And there was absolute eerie silence on the phone. Like that. <laughs> um, but, but, but the thing I want to, the point I want to make is, is just not being aware of this stuff is just poking holes in your bucket. And again, you're not going to be able to patch up every hole at once. There's not one big sheet that you're going to be able to put over your business and, you know, over the bottom of the bucket. And, and you know, this is, this, this will take time. But the big thing I want to create is for you and what I did for my mastermind yesterday and this is really just the the scraping the surface of me starting to teach some of this stuff is being aware of this the being aware of how many holes there actually is in your bucket and how many opportunities that you have to be more financially efficient to be in a better cash position so you can have a better business. Now I have a whole list here of holes in the bucket. So the attendance tracking is a hole in the bucket. The poor front desk training is the hole in the bucket. Not knowing lifetime value is a hole in the bucket. Um, not tracking the capacity, not having the right price strategy. All of those are holes in the bucket. I could rattle off a hundred more right now, but I think you're getting the point. And so here's my urge to you. My urge to you is not necessarily, you've got to focus on growth, right? And you got to push the envelope. Um, but, but the reality is you really need to look at your business and be like, man, where are we inefficient? Where are we not excellent operationally? Where are we not displaying operational excellence? And if you spend some time this year working on this, you're going to be in a really, really good spot. And I will say this, the number one leakage that I didn't even mention today, the number one leakage is in the follow-up system. Bar none, 100%. The number one leakage in your business, the number one leakage in most businesses is a poor follow-up system. And I'm not just talking following up with new potential leads. I'm talking following up with your current members. I'm talking following up with people that just booked an appointment. I'm talking following up with people on a trial membership. I'm talking following up with people that didn't buy. I'm talking following up with people that did a trial that didn't buy. I'm talking following up with former members. Your follow-up system can be one of the most robust things that you put into your business. And I have some stuff coming out on that soon. 
Um, but hopefully this kind of gets your mind jogging uh, about some stuff. This is just the start of me um, starting to really get on this topic. And I don't think many people are talking about it. I think everyone's talking about, you know, the next thing you should do for marketing, which I will be too at the same time. I think it's it still is important. Um, but this is something you, if you want to have a great business and you want to be in that strong cash position, you want to be financially efficient and free and be one of those gym owners that was on the phone with Mike Waldron and had calm in their voice and be like, yeah, yeah, we just dropped, you know, 20, 30% of members because, you know, COVID-19, but we got a boatload of cash in the bank. We're going to ride this out and we'll get back on track. You know, that's um, not a bad position to be in. Right? Not a bad position to be in. Um, so the key to get there is f- to be financially literate, right? And fit and efficient. And the driver for that is running your business really, really, really so hopefully this was helpful. If you need anything, need me to help you with any of this stuff, shoot me an email, Vince at GabrielFitness.com and just put um, holes in my bucket in the subject. <laughs> and um, we'll chat. All right. Have a great day.